A few weeks ago, Matt Barrios, who's here with me, hey. Matt, he wrote a paper for, um, for the elders of the church around something that he studied in university and college uh, around critical theory. And his whole paper was um, trying to both tee up what is critical theory and critical race theory and Marxism and what parts of that jive with Christian truth and thought and what parts must we reject. It was a wonderful paper. The first thought I had was this needs to be a podcast that you and I talk about. (laughs) And the second is there's actually, there's a, a piece that needs to be developed further in your paper. And that was if you, if we reject critical theory and critical race theory or parts of it, what is the default? What is the water that we're actually swimming in right now that we might not be aware of? Mm-hmm. Which is what we want to tease out in this first episode on capitalism and individualism that r- runs rampant in the water we swim in in America um, and how that is actually the default position that many of us take and think that it's true and Christian. What parts of it that we have to reject and what parts of it do we embrace and then we're going to move on to critical theory and critical race theory and to do the same thing. What parts line up with the truth of Jesus and what parts do we have to reject? Must we reject? All that as we enter into this series on truth. Grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Tuesday. September 29th, and this part of our, our week's focus um, on a podcast is on truth as a key way God transforms us in his image, and we want to talk about what is, the, what is the truth claim? What's like the biggest truth claim narrative that we live in? What's the water? We, to use David Foster Wallace's things, this is water. Mm-hmm. What is the water, the truth claim that we swim in right now? Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to talk about. Yeah, that's a, yeah. And I mean, I, I like, like you said in the intro, like what we're going to be getting at, um, also what's kind of the, the counter current in that water too, yeah. because we're, we're in like multiple currents of water right now. I feel yeah, like at, convergence. Called, yeah. Yeah. And like ideologically, um, uh, you know, we've got one perspective that's like very kind of capitalistic, individualistic, um, nationalistic, even, yeah, perhaps even nationalistic. Right. And, and then another one that's like, let's, let's, uh, burn it down. Yeah. Let's burn it down. Let's like rebel. Let's like, let's deconstruct everything. Yeah. Construct everything. Exactly. And those are two extreme things. And I Mm -hmm. think most people tend to, um, argue in the extreme, right? Yes. So they will argue against, uh, black lives matter by saying it's, um, critical race theory, and it needs to be completely, it's abhorrent to the gospel, reject it outright completely without it. Right. And then, but, but the counter is nationalism, consumerism, capitalism should be in the same token, completely rejected outright too. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what do I, then how, how do I live? How do I, wh- yeah. what, how, at what point does the Christian, uh, the gospel and the truth of Jesus intersect with culture to where I can actually make a place where my mind knows this is real. It, exactly. And it's like, hard. It is hard. It is hard. And you know, there's this old saying like all truth is God's truth. So mm-hmm. the fact is that there's going to be some elements of real godly truth that's in 
both of these ideological perspectives, right? Like on on both sides of the spectrum. And at the same time, there's going to be some stuff where we're like, no, we can't go there. Not as a follower of Jesus. He's taught us a different thing. That's right? right. And so we're trying to be really clear about what are the places of kinship with kind of a capitalist individualistic thing and a critical theory, et cetera, et cetera, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And also what are the places of distinction? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so today, like, uh, we're, we're going to be coming back to the critical theory side of things, um, in a, in a later episode, but today we're going to be talking mostly about capitalism, individualism as like the water that we've swam in for a good chunk of time here, here in the United States, at yes. least. And honestly, I think a lot of the Western world, and, um, you know, I think getting into this, it's actually going to be challenging for people. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, disclaimer, whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to be challenged by hearing what you're, what you're, uh, you know, taking in right now, because some of this stuff, it's like, wait, but this thing that I've taken as a given and normal and even like, uh, central to my faith, perhaps even for yeah, some people, totally. um, it can be challenged and in a good way by the teaching of Jesus. And like, you know, mark my words that following that challenge is going to be some of the place for greatest transformation for all of us, which bringing it back to what we're on about as a church right now, we're talking about a triangle of transformation. Like you have to engage the truth for what it is, the teachings of Christ for what they are. And also like, uh, be willing to be sculpted and molded and, have be pruned yes by it right so yeah that's like that's kind of maybe the goal i guess is to sort of challenge everybody uh and challenge people into the truth which i think is why i think jesus started his ministry with the word repent right he literally started his ministry with saying repent because the teachings and the truth of jesus assume that most of the way that you think about life is wrong he's Mm -hmm. right repent and take up his form of living, right? Yes. His form, his way of truth. And if that is not a part of like just the fabric, the warp and woof of a Christian's mental maps, mm-hmm. like if you don't think that repentance is just a part of what you do regularly, right. um, then you're going to be in trouble. You're going to you're going to be in trouble. Like we need to like assume repentance in our lives because Jesus is always right, and his way is right, even though we might not agree with it. It's always right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we we're most of the time not right. Exactly. So start starting there is really important. Starting there is w- with humility when it comes down to it. Like absolutely. Like how can I humbly set myself before Christ as our teacher and be taught a more excellent way? You know, like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a bit of like background and how you know I would hope anybody listening to our conversation right now would you know kind of prep themselves is just like, yeah, I, I want to hear from Jesus on yeah. what the truth is. And in that might include a challenge. So let's start here. What yeah. explain Matt capitalistic ideology. Yeah. So capitalist ideology. So this is going to be like a catch all term. I mean, like yeah. in lots of ways, this is a, uh, you know, it's a hydra. It's like a you know, multi-headed beast, you know, and, uh, there, there's going to be many phases to it, but, um, I think there's maybe like a few hallmarks to it. Right. Uh, so when, you know, thinking back to capitalism, and I would say it is part of a, like a larger conversation about um, maybe dominance culture. Like the goal is to get to the top, mm-hmm. right? The goal is to get success. The mm-hmm. goal is to 
uh, get money. Like the goal is to take care of your own. Mm -hmm. The goal is like individualistic accomplishment. Right. And so, um, and you know, even as I'm saying those things, obviously not every one of those things is a horrible thing. Right. But there's going to be some things that need to be tempered for Mm -hmm. us. So I would say, uh, and I would argue that a really capitalistic ideology is going to stem back, you know, generations back history of thought wise, it's going to get back to a more Machiavellian sort of like approach to things where it's like the ends justify the means, do whatever it takes to get on top. Right. Like, and, uh, you know, Machiavelli is like a courtly guy in Italian society. Who's, uh, basically justifying, you know, you know, if, if you got to murder your opponent then whatever, you're going to get powerful and mm-hmm. it, it'll work. Right. It's not personal's business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's very, uh, mafioso. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then I think it gets interesting. Like this ideological strain gets reinvented in a different way, um, through, uh, taking in a more Darwinist perspective, like a a survival of the fittest. Like it's going to be the people who are most fit for being on top, who are going to rise to the top and you know, whatever. Right. And that gets expand to a social Darwinism where we're not talking about, you know, Galapagos Island sea turtles anymore. We're talking about, uh, you know, how, how society as human beings comes up. Right. So in lots of ways, uh, and, and I'm not pretending these two thinkers, you know, Machiavelli, Darwin are inventing this, but they are, uh, I think they're naming a reality that exists in the world, which is that there's a tribalistic way to go about life where it's about being the chief of the tribe, like Mm -hmm. getting to the top and like taking care of your own and, you know, whatever it might be finding success. And, uh, and so like, that's what I'm thinking about converges in the modern day. Mm -hmm with a more capitalistic ideology. And I think there's really unique truth claims mm-hmm. associated with that. Yeah, what are those? So I'd say in America, by and large, this is the water we swim in. This mm-hmm. is what we're, ta- we're told through the American dream since we're like, and people move here for this. People yes. move here for like, and they will even say this is better than the alternative. This is yeah. better than... You are born into a station in life and you can never move from that station in life. Like yes. everyone has a shot through working hard to get ahead in life, right? So there's yeah. there's like ways that it, this is spun globally why people want to move to America. Why right. America, people say this is the greatest country in the world or whatever. It's like this is in the water that we swim in. Mm-hmm. And so name some other like ideology, narrative lenses that that capitalism sees the world through yeah well first of all i I love that you use the word lenses because like uh, along with like capitalism being a uh you know maybe kind of like a a philosophy for understanding economics and Mm -hmm. society and stuff it comes with a set of lenses that we then view the world through Mm -hmm. right so if i'm like committed to a capitalistic ideology it's going to Um, it's going to color the tint of my glasses so that I'm only seeing the things that reinforce that ideology Mm -hmm. quite possibly. And I think what it's the, this is water thing. Like Mm -hmm. we don't realize that this is the water that we're swimming in. Right. So to name like a few of those truth claims that I think are built into a more capitalistic perspective. Um, one is what you said about like kind of American dream land of opportunity and by and large, you know, America 
has a lot of opportunity associated mm-hmm. in not with not for everybody uh mm-hmm. which is like a sad reality but you know it creates a lot of opportunity it might be better than other nations for creating opportunity um but uh but i would say like the the goal is to create in capitalism and i think in a cool way create opportunity for people mm-hmm. right um a second one is like there's a deep dedication to um like personal responsibility and individualism being the way to kind of raise our state, mm-hmm. right? So if I work hard enough, if I, you know, angle hard enough in like my networking, yeah. then I'm going to like uh, get to the top, yeah. like slowly but surely. Yeah. And it's not on, it's not on someone else to make it happen for me. I have, I have to pull myself up. I have to, I have to take personal responsibility for my own life. Mm-hmm. To, to do to do this exactly and if i do it well enough then i can probably help other people's if i people if i want to right and this is on i have i have to do this so you, yeah individualism personal responsibility yeah yeah and you know i think personal responsibility is great you know like don't get me wrong i think it's a fantastic oh, yeah. thing yeah, you we'll, know what i mean we'll talk about what to reject and what to accept in a second yes so, yes yeah just just keep going though. yeah totally um one other big piece that is commonly uh like in, in the capitalist water ideologically is a commitment to like a free market. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, that looks like something like, uh, you know, less regulation on, on how, um, businesses pay their employees and, um, you know, maybe this is causing ecological damage, but let's regulate it less Mm -hmm. like, because, you know, the goal is to let the market, um, dictate what is happening. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and so there's like a high investment in free market stuff. And then, um, and I would say probably one of, one of the biggest things is that, uh, there's like a latent claim within capitalism that like, um, like money is what matters. Like the bottom line is like how much, how profitable Mm -hmm. is your company? How much money are you making? Mm -hmm. These kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. I mean, if a person circles their life around that, like, I just don't, yeah, you know, I don't think that leads to a good life, uh, by any, by any regard. So, I mean, I'm getting into some of the critique already, but yeah. Okay. So, and I think that for some people, this is like, you know, econ high school one-on-one. It's like, okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we get this. Exactly. But I think this as an ideology, this is really important for Christian people to think through because like, I, like we started at the top of the show when we say, um, Let's say, for example, the hot thing right now to critique and poke holes in and outright reject is critical theory and how that's getting into the church. The problem is what you've done in not thinking well enough through it, mm-hmm. not seeing what do we reject and what do we accept, we default into a capitalist mindset, maybe even a na- like nationalist mindset, meaning like America is the freest, most self-governed country, whatever. Sure. And we default into that without ever asking, what do we actually have to reject in our own cultural milieu, our own water that we swim in that doesn't jive with the way of Jesus as taught, especially in the Sermon on the Mount. I don't think Jesus was teaching capitalism on the Sermon on the Mount. (laughs) Right. He just wasn't. It was like, but there are some things, and we'll get into that right now. And this Mm -hmm. is why we're framing it up this way. This is why it's really important to think as followers of Jesus, um, who, who believe that Jesus has ultimate truth mm-hmm. and how that, how we, we move in and out of the culture that we, we, we live in yes. and how we can say, 
you know, I live in America and because I live in America, this, or I, I do believe yeah. in this movement, but I do reject this part of the movement, that sort of thing. To exactly. Think, to be nuanced about it. Yes. We've got to be nuanced about it. And if we aren't, then, um, people end up on witch hunts basically where it's oh like, gosh. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Because it, it, it ends up being that people are like, Oh, um, I need, I need absolute purity of the thought in order to go along with the movement to any level of it. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get more into this with like black lives matter and stuff, but people will reject outright some of that movement because it has X percent. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like stuff that we're not onto as Christians, right? Yeah, like, and, and it's fair to reject that portion, but yep. I think it's also like, uh, I, I just, I genuinely believe that we have to name the good in what is there and mine it for what is good. And also just be willing to be distinct and different from what we don't think is true. Right. Yeah. So, um, so the kind of like tendency in humans to be on witch hunts and, demand absolute purity of thought or this is the truth or something. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen this side of heaven, right? Like, yeah. And assumes that you have it assumes that yeah. your thought is pure. And I, th th I just think other than Jesus, you know, this is why all life is repentance. Like, yeah. You know? So, yes. okay. Let's talk about, um, let's focus on what squares with Christianity around capitalism. Mm -hmm. Um, and even individualism. Yes. Um, and what doesn't. So let's start with, what, what, what is good? What's to be embraced? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I think there's some really good things to embrace about kind of, uh, as I mentioned before, a sort of individualistic perspective, personal responsibility. Um, Jesus tells a parable that he go leaves the 99 to seek the one, which is him basically saying, Hey, the individual matters to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, Gosh, I'll cue up a little reading here in just a sec because yeah. I think it's really good. But um, like Jesus is a person who's about about like individual individuals' experiences, individual he goes souls. Out of his way to find the the, the Samaritan, the one. Um, he goes out of his way to to heal the demoniac. You know, yes. in Mark chapter eight, like he. So yeah, and and individual responsibility. God holds us all. Um, Hebrews says we all live once and then the ju and then judgment. We will mm -hmm. all stand and give an account for what we ourselves have done. Personal responsibility. Yes. Even in the Old Testament, like the sins of our fathers aren't put on. Everyone will die for their own sin, the scriptures, or judge for their own sin. Yes. So yes, there's, there's the individualism, the like, I have, I have a responsibility. I have agency and responsibility. It's very biblical. Mm -hmm. Very, very biblical. And to take that like sort of meta for a second on this conversation about truth, like, uh, this, this is Kierkegaard who I just like quote all the time because I'm obsessed with him. But, um, he says, truth is not something you can appropriate easily and quickly. You certainly cannot sleep or dream yourself into the truth. No, you must be tried, do battle and suffer if you are to acquire truth for yourself. It is a sheer illusion to think that in relation to truth, there is an abridgment, a shortcut that dispenses with the necessity of struggling for it. With respect to acquiring truth to live by, every generation and every individual must essentially begin from the beginning. Hmm. And I think there's wisdom to that. And the part I'm highlighting in that is just like, if we're going to be people who are about the truth, uh, it's going to take an individual journey. Yeah. We get to do it alongside people and be in dialogue with people, but we've got to 
we got to ask hard questions and reckon for it, uh, you know, reckon with like difficult problems and different ideological perspectives and navigate it. And I mean, in lots of ways, that's what we're trying to help people do is pose questions yes. that hopefully will draw people into more and more questions about what is the truth, yes. right? And how can I as an individual yes. chase it down, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think of Jesus teaching the Sermon on the Mount where he says that um, the wise person will um, build his life on the rock. Um, and that person is when the storms come and the winds and the rain, uh, that person's house stands. He talks about someone's, someone, a person's house, your house, yeah. right? individual. And then he says, that person is someone who um, has put my teachings into practice, mm -hmm. who's done what I, so Jesus takes it to personal responsibility. You have the responsibility to take my teachings and put them into practice. And that person is a wise person. Yes. So, um, so there is like yes. part of the, this, the water we swim in the individual, the individualism, there's parts of it that can be really accepted. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That, yeah, we're responsible for our lives. I think another thing that we can, um, maybe get behind is the idea of capitalism being a, an ideology or a way of life that's trying to create opportunity. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, uh, gosh, in my opinion, like it, it's inc an incredibly creative, um, I don't know, perspective, right? Yeah. Like, um, it, it's rarely the case that like, you know, the, the business that's operating according to capitalistic perspectives or whatever is like trying to oppress people or something like that. Like, I, I think there might be some latent things that are in there with big old corporations where people are being mistreated and you know, we'll talk about that in just a sec. But, um, I think as followers of Jesus, we want to see, um, people encouraged and lifted up yeah. in some sort of way. And for people who, uh, you know, people who are doing that sort of capitalist angle of creating opportunities for others, well, then we find that that's like a, a really valuable, uh, thing that's in accord with our faith, right? Yes. Like to create opportunities, to, to encourage creativity with people, yes. all of that. Yeah. I, I think of, um, stewarding privilege, stewarding gifts, stewarding yes. things that you have abilities and you're able to do X, Y, and Z and stewarding them well, mm -hmm. uh, to create both opportunity for people, um, to, to, to bless, to, um, to add to human flourishing and where you live capitalism could be a beautiful way of doing that. The, obviously the ends don't justify the means. I right. think I love what you said. Just because a corporation is big doesn't mean it's evil. Right. right. Um, so I think so, that needs to be rejected. I, I don't mm. think that that is, that's not, that's not a very biblical way of looking at it or a truthful way of looking at mm -hmm. it. Um, the ends don't justify the means, but yes, what, one of the things that can be embraced is the, the way that, that um, in America, in capitalistic societies, uh, the the making of of money and capital can be leveraged for the good of a community, Absolutely. the good of people who don't have enough, the mm -hmm. good of people who are poor or marginalized. It could be used for that, and that's very that's a that's very godly. It's very very godly, and I, I think of um, the early church and the way that people held things in common, and they're like. There were people who were, you know, loaded, who had the cash, who could like yeah. put the money into like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this group of people who are kind of down and out and don't have, 
and I'm going to, they're going to be my brothers and sisters, yeah. right? That like I'm claiming them as my family, yeah. which is a, a little bit like an affront to an individualistic perspective in some ways too. It's a, a little critique, yeah. but at the same time, like people who have and who have money and, and whatnot, um, are, are being like, you know, it, it's like visible, especially like the ex church, they're willing to share what they have. Yeah. Right? Jesus and Paul and all the missionary journeys were funded by people in the church mm -hmm. who had means. Yes. Um, again, I wouldn't call their society a capitalist society. Right. But I would say that the principle is there, right? The principle of we have means, we have privilege, we have, we've stewarded our money, we've made money, we've used whatever, um, and we're going to use this yeah. to, um, but then you, well, I won't get to the critique yet, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I, I feel ready to, to shift a little bit because, um, honestly I'm looking at my notes and I feel like I, I'm ready to shift to that point. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know if you're supposed to say how the, uh, <laughs> yeah, peek like, behind the curtain, peek behind the curtain. Um, yeah, let's shift. Let, yeah. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about what, okay. What are some critiques of a yeah. capitalist individualistic society critiques? Yeah. Critiques from, from a, Christian, from a way of Jesus. Perspective. Yeah. From a Christian perspective, I think of, um, especially for, for people who are really, really wealthy and kind of tending to hoard wealth. Um, Jesus has words to say about greed, uh, greed right? Like, mm. and, and that being like a, a, it, it's a, uh, it's a disease in the soul, mm. you know, to be greedy and to want and want and want and never, never be satisfied. Right. And so you think about, um, first of all, Jesus teaching about greed and the importance of giving what we have and sharing what we have. The second, I, I would zoom in on Jesus's call to the rich young ruler, mm. right? So most likely, most likely that person, uh, you know, it might've been a guy who inherited wealth or whatever. It might've been a person who was like a merchant and did well in his dealings or whatever. But Jesus offers the challenge. Hey, if you're going to follow me, then sell what you have and give it to the poor. Mm. And I think for, for people who are pretty highly accomplished, and I think capitalism is uh, ideologically going to be what people who are highly accomplished types of people latch onto. Mm -hmm. um, there is a challenge to not make money your pursuit, uh, but instead take what you have and give it away. Yeah. Right? When you say that, Here's, here's why I know the insidious part of capitalism, because we all know that every wealthy person knows that passage. Yes. And it's justified away somehow. Mm -hmm. And I think, here's the critique in my mind, what you're saying about capital, what the critique of capitalism is, if, if really at the bottom of capitalism is a desire to, to in some ways, win, like to win competition over over the other business to win more people to win more money to get more th like whatever mm -hmm. it is um the way of jesus is completely reversed it's upside down mm -hmm. now can jesus use your gifts and privilege and money and all that absolutely yeah but the way of jesus the way he taught in the sermon on the mount is like this upside down yes. sort of way it's a it's a way where everything exalted will be humbled Mm -hmm. It's literally like the whole movement of the Bible is like the exalted are humbled, right? Yes. Everything high in the Bible goes low. Yes. Right. And the first are made last. The first are made yes. last. This is, it's like the, 
exact opposite. So anyone thriving in a capitalist society who is a follower of Jesus needs to take a huge dose of that always. Mm-hmm. That the way of Jesus is always the high be made the low, the first, last, um, the humble, exalted. Um, and to know that the, the way of Jesus, like in it, in and itself, critiques this. Mm-hmm. Now, do we all live in this? Is the water we swim in? Yes, we should, but we should always be um, maybe, I don't know if critical is the right word or, or suspicious mm-hmm. is the right word, of, or something like that, of, mm-hmm. of, um, of the way of Jesus is always low. Yes. It's always giving away. It's always self-sacrificial. It's always leveraging what you have to be nothing. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, that teaching... Um, coming from a pastor, lose its sting. And when you stand face to face with Jesus and he says, sell everything you have and give it to the poor, that hits you. Yes. I don't, it's just so hard. I don't even, Absolutely. I honestly don't even know what to do with that teaching. And if Jesus told me to do, get, do that, like that's a hard teaching. Yeah. And it has to be hard. It has but I to believe, be hard. I believe Jesus is right. Yes. I believe that's actually the way you live. Uh-huh. And it's not, not under a capitalist ideology, though there might be some capitalism in our society, but the ideology part we need to reject. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, this is reminding me of, uh, of a short story, um, intro it's, um, Tolstoy short story called, um, walk in the light. And it's really, really good. It's like one of the best, like depictions of what it really means to follow Jesus. And it's in story form. So you can relate to it a little bit, but the, uh, the prologue to it, is a conversation. It, I think it's called like a conversation among leisurely people, and uh, which is kind of like the the like the you know Russian translation way of saying like rich people. You know, so <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you like, know, people leisurely. people at leisure. You know, who who have free time and they don't have to worry about life and okay. whatever, right? So uh, so it it starts off where like these folks are talking about Christianity and they're all admitting like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not really living in full integrity with Christianity. Like I know that I'm supposed to be giving more to the poor. I know I'm supposed to be associating uh, more with the humble folks and, and and whatever. And then, uh, and so this entire group of people agrees, right? Like, yeah, we need to do something about this. We need to change. And then one person's just like, you know what? I'm going to change. This is going to be it. It's this young man who's like, I'm, I'm going to like go a different direction. Uh, than my family, but his family's there. It's just like, no, no, get some time first. Like you need to like learn the world and realize like you need to temper yourself on this, right? Don't, don't be radical or anything. And so he's convinced not to change. And then his father responds and he's just like, oh man, I would, but maybe it's time for me as like a middle-aged man, like, uh, to, to put off some of these things I've been caught up in, uh, in my business pursuits and focusing completely and solely on my family and only taking care of my own and not thinking about my neighbors at all. And then his wife chimes in and is just like, wait, you're going to leave our family. You're not going to take care of our family. And so he's convinced not to change. Right. And then the, uh, the, uh, grandfather in the family, he's like, you know what? I'm old. I'm in my, uh, I'm going to die any day here. Now's the time. What, what else am I going to live for? Right. This is the time. And then his wife chimes in and, and is just like, come on, it's, you're too old to change. Like, this isn't, this isn't what you should do. And so the conclusion to this prologue is uh, all these people deciding as much as they really think they're supposed to change, 
they would rather talk about it hmm. than actually do it. Yeah. And, and actually we talk each other out of changing all the time. Wow. And I, and you know, again, this is, um, just, just thinking about truth. Like when, when we're thinking about truth as Christians, we are thinking about a person. We're thinking about Jesus. And he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Right. So if we're going to follow the truth, it's going to be a way of life. Yeah. Right. And that way of life has to do with associating with the poor and the yeah. outcast and the downtrodden and to give away what we have and to live simply and so on and so forth. And oftentimes we'll, we'll, we are clever creatures. We can rationalize any way. I can rationalize any possibility yeah. for why I don't need to do that. Right. Totally. Um, and yeah, this, I'm like convicting myself as I'm saying this, <laughs> right. But, uh, but the, the big question is if we're seeing places where there does need to be a change, yeah. like what are we waiting for? Yeah. And yeah. are we going to talk ourselves out of it or not? You know, and are we going to listen to the voices that will tell us everything's fine? Yeah. Or is there like actually a, a deep, like conscience conviction, Holy spirit thing that can draw us into the life that, that is in line with the truth and the way of life that Jesus has for us. I think ultimately for, for followers of Jesus, the happiest we'll ever be is like doing and living into the way of Jesus or the teachings of Jesus, even if it costs us something, even if it feels painful. And when it comes to even this conversation around truth in a capitalistic society, um, and the, that's the default truth that we all operate out of, mm -hmm. to reject that is, for some people, is insane. Like, mm -hmm. you can't reject that. Like, where would you go and live? Like, yeah. where would you, how would you even make a living? Um, and, I mean, I think this yeah. is the, the Christian project, is to find a way to both live into the, the society that we live in and do it in the, in the, according to the truth of Jesus. And I, if there's any sort of warning, I'd say, uh, stay away from just a bunch of echo chambers that tell you this, that reiterate to you your, your own ideology. Yes. Like, stay steeped into the teachings of Jesus and yeah. take them seriously. Meet with people that are like, can we read the Sermon on the Mount and try to do it? Yeah, yeah. Let's just take this seriously. Yeah, And yeah. having, helping people, like, to where, like, Jesus said if people would spit on you, you would turn and give them your other cheek. Like, no, 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 we don't do that. That's right. not... But that's that literally Jesus said to do that. Yeah. Like to, to live this way. Um, I, uh, yeah. Dallas Willard says, um, Jesus is right. And the whole point of, you know, the entry point in Christianity is to believe that Jesus is right. Even though we don't, we don't live in accordance with what Jesus teaches yet, but we believe that that is actually right. Even though I don't do it yet. Like mm. I believe turning yeah. the other cheek when someone... Um, slaps me and I don't retaliate, but I turn with him. I believe that Jesus was right when he said it, but I don't believe it enough to do it yet. Yeah. But I believe that he was right. Mm -hmm. And, but I want to, I want to start, I want to get into my body, into my mind through truth. And even through the triangle transformation, through practices, yes. through yeah. the people I'm spending time with, through the power of the spirit. So that my life would live as if this was true. Yeah. I think this is what we need. I think, you know, kind of getting on my, pulpit here for that's bit, great we need a church a group of people that say they're followers of jesus that are doing what jesus said mm -hmm. that are doing it and they're doing it in a, in a 
in a postmodern society. They're doing it in a, in a in Marxist society. They're doing it in a capitalist society. They're doing it in every single society that is in our world. Yes. And they're, they're following the way of Jesus, even if it costs them their life. Yes. And, and I think my, my hope would be, you know, we're, we're naming this water of kind of like capitalist society. And in the next episode, we're going to be looking more like kind of critical theory and what's there. And I'm super excited to have that conversation with you, by the way. Um, but the, there are competing truth narratives in, in our, in our world. And I think we are at an ideological crossroads here in the United States where, uh, we need direction pretty bad. And, and my hope would be anybody listening to this who maybe ascribes to a more capitalistic perspective on things. And is just like, yeah, why, why would I, why would I leave that? Right. Um, I think the challenge in scripture is when Peter, uh, is asked like, Hey, are you going to leave me? Jesus asked Peter, are you going to leave me? And then Peter responds, where else would I go? You have the words of eternal life. And so I would just hope that above all, beyond anything, any person who's like, um, is, uh, you know, prioritizing that Jesus is the one who has the words of eternal life. He's the one with the truth. He's the keeper of it. And if there's something that is in line with it, we are so grateful and we celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And if there's things that are not in line with it, then we, we trim it off so we can move into that fruitful, good, yes. true life with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so until next time, we'll be talking about critical theory and this new wave of water that a lot of our country is swimming in now. What to reject, um, what to embrace, um, and how to navigate it. That's next time. Peace be with you all.